0: Hi everyone, and welcome to Motherhood Designed, a podcast about balancing all aspects of life as a mother. Join me, Gabriella Dokus, each week as I sit down with a different guest to discuss how they've designed their own version of motherhood. You can also follow at Designed on Instagram or motherhooddesigned.com for more content. Today I'm talking to Caroline Keating-Gilroy, the co-founder of Cooper, a luxury fashion retailer focusing on emerging designers and sustainability. Since its launch this past summer, Cooper has already become a huge success, drawing customers for its unique exclusives and museum-worthy pieces. Caroline has a career background in fashion and technology and is also the mother of two toddlers, making her accomplishments over the past few years that much more impressive. She was incredibly warm and genuine to talk to and her passionate support of other women and mothers both professionally and personally, really shines through. I hope you enjoy listening as much as I did recording. So for now, we can just jump in. Caroline Gilroy, I'm so excited to have you talking with me today. Welcome. Welcome.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having
0: me. Of course. So um, you kind of came onto my radar, I guess, in the spring as you were getting ready to launch Cooper. Um, I know we have some mutual acquaintances. It's a it's a very small area. Um, and I just, I love what you're doing with, with Cooper. It's so cool to see a female entrepreneur and especially a local one. Um, love to support, you know, Philly-based businesses. So it's it's all great. Thank
1: you, it's been fun, it's been a roller coaster, but here we are almost 10 weeks in, so it's been a really, really
0: fun ride so far. Yeah, that's crazy to think that early August was 10 weeks ago. It really flies. Um, So let's start with a little bit about you. So just where you live, how long you've been married, and how many kids you have.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I am one of six kids. I grew up in the Philadelphia area, um, actually right in Gladwin and uh, i moved to new york right after college actually which is where i met my husband he's from syracuse new york and while we were living in new york i knew very quickly that i did not want to move back to syracuse so (laughs) we made, made the move back here um right before i had my first daughter actually which was back in 2019 and we moved five houses away from my parents, which was not intentional at all, but we've been loving the help that we get from them. So I'm I don't sure. think they knew what they were getting into. Um, but yeah, I met my husband in Montauk, which was our, where we both loved to go right out of college. And uh, um, we have two kids now. So Grace is three years old, Rory is one, and we have another little one on the way arriving in March.
0: So exciting. So very close in age. Um I didn't realize that you were one of six. I know I've seen your sister work with you a little bit on Cooper. Um since you are already going into having a third, did growing up in a big family influence your decision to want to have, you know, I guess three is already more than a lot of families have. So <laughs> Oh my gosh, absolutely. I love chaos apparently. Um <laughs>
1: I always joke. My three older brothers uh, really gave me a run for my money as a kid. I think I was constantly having beanie babies and balls thrown at me all the time. So now with the three-year-old and the one-year-old, it's constant screaming and laughing and crying and everything. And both my husband and I just thrive in it. He's one of four too. So we both come from
0: the big family. Okay. So you both are used to kids around all the time. Um, Being a little sister is a very unique experience I only have one older brother but can definitely relate to you know having to learn to duck pretty pretty quickly so tell us a little bit about your career path up to Cooper Um, I know that you spent a while in tech before Mm -hmm. you kind of made the transition to owning your own business so uh, what were those those early years post-college like for you
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, growing up, I was always one of those kids who was kind of interested in everything. So I went to Duke University down in North Carolina, where I actually majored in sociology. I minored in environmental science, and I had a certificate in markets and management, which is kind of our version of entrepreneurship. So. Already you can see that I like to have my hands dipped in a little bit of everything. And uh, right after graduation, I actually took a job as a merchandiser at Tory Burch, um, okay. which was an amazing experience. I learned so much. I actually worked under Blair Eadie, who runs the blog Atlantic Pacific. Okay. So she opened my eyes up to a whole other world as well. And while I was at Tory, I just noticed that there was this very large gap in both fashion and technology. Um, So I actually switched gears. I took a job at Lightspeed, which is a point of sale e-commerce platform where we were helping small businesses get up and running on this idea of omnichannel. So how can you connect your online store to your point of sale while still keeping track of all of your inventory and everything else that goes into running a business? Um, Lightspeed led me to Salesforce, which is where I spent the majority of my tech career. I worked under phenomenal female leadership there, um, who really gave me the confidence to kind of go off on my own and start what I've always wanted to do, which is, again, bridge that gap between fashion and technology and put my own spin on everything, which is what led me to Cooper.
0: That's amazing. It's cool to hear you talk about being led from tech into forming your own fashion company via the female leadership that you received in tech. I know we're about the same age and going into our early mid-20s, there was such a focus on, you know, Sheryl Sandberg and Marissa Meyer and Lean In and all this stuff. And it really, I think a lot of people saw that as only being a tech, you know, push, but it it really trickled down into so many different industries. So it's it's cool to hear that you're a product of that. A hundred percent, and I have to give credit where credits due.
1: Um, I mean, all of my my managers and my leadership at Salesforce. I was just so lucky to have all of them in my life. So there's still such a large part of it. My old manager is still my mentor now to kind of keep me in check and make sure
0: that I'm staying true to myself and mm-hmm. true to who I want the company to be. That sounds that sounds really great. So like you had some really great opportunities there um, in the corporate world before you branched out on your own. So did you always have kind of an entrepreneurial spirit? Was it something that you always saw yourself doing? You said that you worked for Tory Burch, so it sounds like fashion was always an interest. Did you always kind of keep something in the back of your mind, like maybe I'll start my own thing eventually? Um, Or did you also see yourself working in, in tech forever?
1: That's such a funny question. I mean, I did and I didn't. I think that I always looked at entrepreneurs, specifically female entrepreneurs, with this awe. You know, I wanted to do it. I knew that deep down inside, it's what I wanted to do, but I was always scared. I was mm-hmm. scared to make the jump. Um, you, you really don't know what's ahead when you're an entrepreneur. So it really took the push of both those female leaders from Salesforce and my husband to be like, just try it, just see what happens and we can go from there. But it's a yes and a no to answer your question.
0: That's great that you have that um, kind of support system pushing you to do those things. And it sounds like the mentorship was was really there as well. Definitely, 100%. So now that you have launched Cooper, you said it's been about 10 weeks since you guys launched. Um, how is it different for you from being in a corporate job Especially now that you don't have the structure of like a traditional workday, I assume you can set a little bit more of your hours, but that obviously comes with some of its own challenges, especially when you have kids. So what does that transition look like for you? Yeah, I think it's it's been a learning process for
1: sure. Um, I'm a very routine person. I think playing a sport in college has always made me that way. So and the same thing at Salesforce, right? You know, you wake up and you have your daily schedule. You know exactly when you're working with clients and when you're having team meetings. And I would say I really follow that structure now. And I ask my team to do the same. Um, it's definitely a lot to juggle, both kids screaming in the background while I'm trying to work. But, you know, That's why I did this. I wanted my kids to feel like they were a part of Cooper. I wanted to incorporate them anyway, anyhow. And I think the beauty of it right now is I can be in a meeting and it could be a great meeting or it could be one that scares the living daylights out of me. And I can walk back and play with my kids for 15 minutes before hopping back on the computer to continue. So in my eyes, the pros really outweigh the cons of um, you know having this unstructured structured life that I'm living.
0: Mm-hmm. Kids are really grounding. I found. I don't know if you follow um, Cameron Oaks Rogers. She was talking about how she recently took a trip to Italy and she was really scared to be that far away from her son for the first time. Um, and she mm-hmm. said it was less about um, you know having to to actually be away from him and thinking, but her parents couldn't take care of him because she knew they were capable, but being afraid to be away from that, like, grounding influence in her life. And it's so true that kids, they kind of pull you back to the moment. They, they force you to focus on them um, and not on everything else that's in the world. So it's it's a nice counterbalance to um, the craziness of starting your own business. It's so true. And another reason why I actually love
1: following her, I think that she's so real mm-hmm. about motherhood and kind of what comes along with it. So I completely agree with a lot of what she stands behind where like, I'll be in one room and in a meeting and I'll hear a kid start to scream or cry. And that motherhood instinct kind of comes over me where I feel like I have to run down and check on what's going on and make sure everything's okay. Meanwhile, both my husband and we actually have a nanny who is a tremendous help to me are both fully capable. It's just me being okay with them, taking care of a situation rather than myself.
0: So She's a great follow for anyone that doesn't follow her. Yeah, she really is. So speaking of that, I guess that, you know, you have your husband, you have your, it sounds like a nanny. Has it been hard for you to, I guess, kind of let go of some of that control being a full time working mom and having your kids, especially when you're home and and they're home as well. And you can kind of hear everything that's going on.
1: It is. And this is something that I I talked to my friends a lot about, actually, who are newer moms. And uh, it definitely was in the beginning. Um, it was an adjustment. But something that I learned very quickly about myself was I'm a better mom when I take a step away. And I think that that goes with throwing myself into work. It goes with having date night with my husband or taking a trip, just the two of us. So uh, when I first had Grace, I would say those first six months specifically, I had a lot of trouble handing her over to anyone that wasn't my husband. Um, whereas now I realize that if I can miss them a little throughout the day or, you know, miss a dinner every once in a while, I come back such a stronger mom than I mm-hmm. was before.
0: Having that opportunity to miss them does help you appreciate the chaos a little bit more definitely it does do you, And the messes and everything else yeah <laughs> the messes i'm still working on but um, yeah <laughs> um do you think that that came with having a second child as well or was it really something that you, you focused on overcoming
1: um i would say it was something that i immediately knew i needed to adjust to with grace um so much of my identity is built around staying true to myself and like i said that is things like date night and traveling and a lot of that is with the kids we love bringing them out to dinner we love bringing them on trips but we also love our time to ourselves a little bit Mm -hmm. so right when grace kind of hit the age where we did have the support around us i tried to
0: hold myself accountable to still take my me time That's great. So speaking of travel, You're constantly on the go. Um, I feel like every time I look at your Instagram, you are like where I want to be. Um, you've been so many neat places and so often you bring your kids along. So how do you prioritize that as a family? Because I'm sure you're giving your kids amazing experiences, um, but it is a lot of work. Do you have any advice for moms who are looking to do the same, but are nervous about the, you know, the long flights, the time changes, all the stressors that come with a great vacation? Um, well, dare I say it never gets easier.
1: Um, you should see our house while we're preparing to take a trip. It is utter chaos. There are suitcases everywhere, usually me screaming at my husband. So it's not a pretty sight, but, um, you know, I would say once I was able, and it was really difficult in a COVID world, but once I was able to get over my germophobia and get over, what people around me were thinking about how I was parenting or the noise that my kids were making on a plane or whatever else it was, it was such a game changer. Um, we became so much more relaxed and started going with the flow and it allowed us to really travel you know, further places than we originally were. We're a big family that goes to again, Montauk, New York. And the, we got really used to the car drives. But now we've flown across the country a couple of times with the kids and
0: it's really so much fun. Yeah, it looks it looks like your kids are always having a great time um, and they are so cute and they pop up in these different places. So looks like a yeah. lot. It looks like it's worth it. You
1: should see the stares I get when they're eating the cheese curls off the airport floor,
0: but that's for another time. (laughs) I mean, how could they not, though? Because at home, my son just constantly throws his food on the floor, and I'm like, you know, you kind of have to just live with it and look the other way. It's how how they build immunity. They're, you know,
1: in 10 years, (laughs) they
0: won't get sick a lot. Exactly.
1: And that's definitely a second child thing. I mean, with Rory, the poor thing, I'm like, I don't know what is happening over there, but good luck. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Do you have a favorite destination to go with your family? We actually we took a trip as a family
1: to Jackson Hole this summer, and uh, we've gone a couple times now, both summer and winter, and I just can't get enough. I mean, the town is adorable. There's so much for the kids to do, and we stay somewhere new every time we go. So I think right now that's top of my list.
0: I've heard great things about Jackson Hole. I haven't been myself, grew up skiing, and that was one place my parents never took me. But I have heard really phenomenal things, so we'll we'll have to add it to our list as well. It's also clear from your social media presence that you travel a lot for your friends um, and that keeping up with your friendships and prioritizing your friends is really important to you. Um, So how do you manage that with everything else that you have going on? I think the biggest
1: thing for me is that I see them doing it for me. So I was actually pretty young in having kids. Uh, With Grace, I pretty much was the first of my friends to actually be pregnant and have a baby. So that time easily could have felt very lonely if my my friends didn't Mm -hmm. show up for me. And now three years later, a lot of them are on their own fertility paths and adventures. And it's it's something that's just so important to me is to show up for them um, with whatever they need. So a lot of times, I'm taking day and a half trips to Boston or driving to Hudson, New York, just to check in and say hi to them and make sure everything's OK. But I know that I wouldn't have gotten through my journey without them, so that's how I put it into perspective to show up for them.
0: Yeah, it's a good, good attitude to have. Um, you know, to have friends you have to be a friend, my mom always used to tell me growing up. But it's so true. It doesn't change just because you have kids. Definitely. Doesn't mean it's not tiring
1: to travel and to do all of this stuff, but I'm just trying to keep this yes mentality as long as I can, knowing that come March I'll kind of need to hibernate yeah. a little bit. But
0: um You know, doing whatever you can, whatever you have the energy for. Yeah, definitely. So are most of your friends moms at this point? Or do you kind of have a mix of friends? I know you moved from New York, which my friends who live in New York, um, a lot of them have kids are not on their radar yet. So do you have a lot of mom friends or is it a mix?
1: It's definitely a mix. Um, I would say same with me. A lot of my New York friends are just living in New York and doing their thing and are in no rush, which I really respect. Um, A lot of my friends who are in the suburbs or who have recently moved to the suburbs are, again, kind of on their own fertility Mm -hmm. journey right now. But what's really fun for me is being able to talk them through it. And, you know, every pregnancy has been very different for me in its own adventure. So being able to guide them with whatever I've learned throughout this process has been has been fun. It's like a nice little ROI on my own adventure.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, So it sounds like you are a great support system for a lot of friends. Do you have anyone else in your support system? Is your family involved? That kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny. I grew up in this area and I thought that I knew a lot of people in this area, but since being a mom, I have met so many new mom friends which I never thought that I would be saying. So, these women have become a tremendous support system for me where I can, you know, do the thing where I'm texting a group chat of 20 women being like, "Hey, does anyone else's kid have a rash that looks like this or what do I do with this?" and getting quick honest responses and then i mentioned i have my parents who are right down the road my husband's parents come up from florida all the time to help us so i'm really really grateful of the support system that i have around me between friends family and
0: everyone else that's great and do you think that that's helpful like on a day-to-day basis as well does that help you kind of manage everything that you have on your plate
1: It does. I laugh because uh, um, (laughs) I told my husband, I was like, sometimes juggling the support that we have is almost harder than just having the kids here with like, okay, my mom's going to pick Grace up from school at two o'clock and then drop her off and then she'll take Rory and do this and the nanny. But we're again just trying to figure it out like everyone else and it's just so important to me that the kids are exposed and around all of the people that I want them to be mm-hmm. so we're working through it but it is um a constant juggle like i there's not enough schedule apps in the world that
0: can help me right now yeah the logistics sometimes make it more complicated like we've talked about how sometimes we're like oh we should go out to dinner on you know saturday night and then it's thursday and we're like mm. Maybe we shouldn't go out to dinner because then we have to, you know, plan the babysitter and figure out, you know, like it's so much work. It becomes way easier to just not do anything, which is a bad trap to fall into. But um, they can definitely relate to the, the logistic challenges of managing the support network.
1: Yeah, or you just end up bringing your kids everywhere, like us, and people are like, um, "This was an adult-only party. Why do you have two kids under three here?" We pretend we didn't
0: know. Um, so backtracking a little bit, we've talked a lot about motherhood so far, um, but not a lot about Cooper. So tell us a little bit about Cooper and how you got the idea for it, um, what starting it looked like, and how you guys are doing now.
1: Yeah, so I'll kind of start with the the whole backstory. Um, so I mentioned I was at Salesforce. and while I was there, we were so lucky. We had a six month maternity leave and towards, yeah, it was amazing. Um, but towards the end of my maternity leave with Rory, I was really struggling mentally to go back to a full-time job that was based in New York where I was constantly traveling. So I really put pen to paper, um, with both my husband and my dad with, you know, what really interests me? Where do my passions lie? Where would I be happy going to work knowing that I'm leaving my kids for for whatever I'm doing? So I landed on both fashion and technology like we talked about. And uh, we really tried to figure out where the gap was in the marketplace. So I knew that I had the tech experience, but It had been forever since I had been in corporate fashion. So I actually approached my co-founder, AG Lineberry, who was currently at uh, Veronica Beard. She was previously at Rebecca Taylor and Saks Fifth Avenue. So she really had run the gambit in the corporate fashion world. And uh, where we landed was everyone was wearing the same stuff around us. You were going to a wedding and you were seeing the same dress three times. Everyone knew exactly where that Mm -hmm. dress came from when it came online. So we wanted to come up with something that felt truly unique and extremely limited edition. And going back to my environmental science degree, sustainability was always top of mind for me. And we came up with this idea where we would work only with emerging designers and we would help them get through dead stock and liability material in repurposing those to become these truly unique pieces. Um, We went through and we had this idea of everything being museum worthy and extremely special, not being afraid to stand out, and giving our consumer the confidence that you want when you're walking into one of these events. So that's kind of where Cooper came from and what we stand for.
0: That's so fun. And uh, how did you come up with the name?
1: oh goodness um so we were all over the place with the name and we actually worked with two paper dolls right in wayne mm-hmm. and went through the whole naming exercise and basically came up with coupé is to mm-hmm. cut in friend. and both of us love a dirty martini out of a coupe glass so we kind of combined the two
0: and came up with cooper and it has the double meaning there. That's so fun. I was actually wondering if it came from the French or from the um, like coupe glass side, which I guess also is French, but you know, the drinking yep. side, because when I first saw it, I was like, oh, coupe. And then I wasn't no. sure if it was coupe or Cooper. So I, I love that it. Mm-hmm. it has the, the dual sides. So um, what does your day-to-day look like now with Cooper? And what is a typical day in the life look like managing that?
1: never the same um we're all over the place i right now am really focused on growing our designer side so it's a lot of travel to and from new york um it's a lot of hunting on social media and on the internet just for these emerging designers who we haven't heard of yet but I would say that that's at least half the day. And then the mo- rest of it is mostly web design and kind of keeping up with all the newness that we push out week over week. So no day is alike. But we're finally starting to figure out kind of who's owning what within the company. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned my co-founder, AG, and you mentioned my sister. So we're a dream team of three right now and hoping to continue to grow over the next couple of weeks.
0: That's fun. So as part of your job, you obviously get to see and, I guess, play with, for lack of a better word, a lot of beautiful clothes. Um, You mentioned trying to grow the designer side uh, currently. So what is your personal style? Like, how would you describe your personal style? I know you have a ton of Instagram followers, and I feel like everyone would love to hear this question answered. Um, And how has it evolved since both becoming a mom and founding your company? (laughs) um and evolved with this pregnancy that's well that's always a struggle too
1: (laughs) it's funny I think that my style is um always unexpected right like I love to pair things that you wouldn't normally see together Mm -hmm. right now I'm on a really big puff sleeve mini dress and boot kick I don't know why but When i'm getting the kids dressed in the morning it feels like the easiest thing for me to throw on but i think you know tying it back to cooper again so much of the reason why i wanted to do cooper was to incorporate my own fashion sense in it so i think you can really see how my style is depicted throughout every piece that's on the website whether it is a puff sleeve or a really large flare a big bow that's on the dress it's always something that is unexpected, but it catches
0: your eye. Yeah, I can definitely see that from what you've shared. Um, you mentioned working with Blair Edie which I just have to ask because I'm so curious and I feel like everyone, I mean, she's like the OG, like, amazing OG. style. What was that like? Um, did you pick up any fashion tips from her? Um, yes, always wear something
1: unexpected. <laughs> no, she's <laughs> Um, she is one of the best people I've ever met in my life. And it's so funny because from the outfits that she wears and everything that she puts together, she's the most humble, soft spoken person you've ever spoken to. So I think being able to be the person that you are while kind of showcasing your personality in your outfits is really what she had showed me and I hope to be doing with my followers too as I continue to grow.
0: Yeah, she's amazing. She just – I think everyone would agree. She just has such a such a cool sense of style and it must have been really fun to, to work under her. You do kind of get from following her though that she is very humble. Um, she's private. Thanks. She doesn't share a lot, but it kind of allows the clothes to shine, which is also fun. So. Okay i would show up to
1: work and again it was my first job out of college i had no idea what i was doing i was just trying to keep up with the the new york life and i would just be wearing like my black jeans and my chunky sweater and she would come in in her massive tool skirt and her like four sweaters that she had layered on top and it was the funniest thing ever because i would have to stand next to her all day for these market presentations and merchandising meetings and I was just constantly giggling to myself like, oh my gosh, how do I get there?
0: But it's such good practice too, for like taking baby steps towards something a little bit more adventurous. Um, like you said, you know, you love you love something unexpected, but you don't just go from black jeans and a chunky sweater to a puff sleeve mini dress. You kind of have to do it in, in small increments. So I think following people like Blair is so great because they give you that inspiration to you know, maybe you're not going to wear a tool skirt to work, but maybe you're gonna wear like unexpected shoes. With your black right. jeans and your chunky sweater so it's, it's all about the, the little things that make you feel like you it
1: is. and i think also just on that note too it's also about growing with your style and i think you know 23 me versus 31 me there's a whole different level of confidence and kind of what i hope to portray and i think that that goes back to being a mom too is I want to show grace that like I'm confident wearing anything that pops into my head in a given day. Whereas I don't think I had that confidence at 23. I was just trying to keep up with everything around me at the time.
0: Yeah. And how fun to uh, show your daughter that because I think we lose our, our confidence along the way when it comes to dressing. I mean, we've all seen a toddler who gets dressed themselves and thinks it's just uh-huh. the most amazing outfit in the world. And it's you know frequently rain boots and a princess dress and some kind of, something else that's crazy.
1: <laughs> definitely I'm trying to channel more of that I'm like all right give me the rain boots and you know the pink mixed with the yellow with the orange and the
0: blue because that's what she goes yeah for. make a statement why not <laughs> conversely <laughs> mm-hmm. on the I guess less fun side but there's there's plenty of room for fun for it as, in it as well um what's your mom uniform so what are your basic pieces for every day like just get up and you know you're having a typical day what do you reach for So I'm a huge fan of another local
1: entrepreneur, um, Margie Mm -hmm. Adzik. She started Addison Bay and uh, going back to what we were talking about before, routine, um, the morning is kind of like my time after I drop off Grace at school. So I'm immediately reaching for my everyday leggings from Addison Bay, as well as my everyday pullover and going for my walk and then When I get back, that's when I get my shower in and everything else and immediately just putting on my A. Goldie jeans and one of my favorite Cooper sweaters. So it's pretty routine and it's pretty basic at this point. Do you have any go-to brands for kids clothes? Uh, I do. Um, La Coqueta is my favorite right now as I'm holiday shopping. Apollina Kids is my go-to for fall. And then I kind of just like to layer in all the smaller things from Gap and Old Navy mm-hmm. and put things together that you normally wouldn't expect. La Coqueta is so beautiful. Oh, it's so cute. And I love that they do the sibling pairings, mm-hmm. too, because sometimes I'm just in a rush, and it's already done for me.
0: Yeah. Do you follow Samantha Varvel? hmm Yeah, she always has her kids, and I mean, the most classic, beautiful clothes. I'm like, I don't know how you keep any of that clean. <laughs> Usually you're taking the clothes off before dinner. I know. You're, no. Multiple outfit changes in a day, but um, she does such a great job of dressing her kids and just gorgeous, gorgeous things. And La Coqueta always reminds me of her. Oh, that's so cute. What are your pregnancy must-haves? So I guess both fashion-wise and otherwise, you know, the, the not-so-fun parts of pregnancy. <laughs> yes so
1: i had mentioned this to you before this but i actually had a really interesting um pregnancy ride this time around when i was about four and a half weeks pregnant i had just found out i actually had um, a pretty large cyst burst and i had over a liter of internal bleeding so i was in in a couple surgeries really early on so I'm so grateful that, um, you know, I've kind of hit that 20 week mark and I'm feeling good at this point. But uh, nausea was really brutal for me in the first trimester, just with everything going on. So it sounds so silly. But my number one must have is definitely like those thick Uts pretzels that I'm just munching on all day. Um, it sounds little, but I swear and I'm the giant to- the plastic containers. Yes, um, that is my number one. Um, And then i am obsessed with my prenatal um i use binto and i noticed such a difference in my energy levels and how i'm feeling so another go-to there and i am in my compression socks every single day so if you follow me you definitely have seen them on my stories before but every single day i'm putting them on in
0: the afternoon just
1: to feel alive again
0: yeah totally agree with the compression socks it's funny I everyone's pregnancy is so different and I have a, a one of my best friends currently uh, she's with like in a couple weeks so any day now um and she's like yeah I never really needed compression socks she's had other symptoms that I you know fortunately don't have to deal with but um it's like you know if you need the compression socks you know when you need them because you can like feel your that. veins it's uncomfortable So mm-hmm. uh, I actually I like,
1: because I I mentioned so many of my friends are just starting on their own journeys. Um, About two years ago, I just made a guide of everything that I find useful, whether it's for myself or for the baby or for your registry, when you have no idea what type of breast pump you should be looking at or what a breast pump is at Mm -hmm. that point. So I kind of live by this Bible that I've shared with so many of my friends. And I asked them to add their pregnancy must-haves in there. And it's fun to see the overlap of what works for some people, what doesn't work, and what kind of universally everyone agrees on.
0: Mm-hmm. That's such a fun idea to, to write down and pass around. Um, yes, I'll share it with you right after this so you have it. That'd be great. Yeah, sisterhood of the uh, the traveling pregnancy guide. I guess. And you mentioned Binto. Isn't she local as well?
1: Um, she is.
0: Susie Well. She's one of my good friends. We went to Agnes
1: Irwin together and... Uh, She was a NICU nurse who kind of had her own um, infertility path, and Mm -hmm. she ended up founding Binto, and the company has taken off, but their prenatals are really unbelievable. They're fantastic.
0: Okay. I'll have to look into that. So who inspires you? It's a loaded question, but in any way, so as a mom, style-wise, professionally, I know you mentioned some mentors that you have, but what women do you look to in your life and look at and say, wow, I... I really hope I can do things as well as you. This question is tough um, because truthfully,
1: if I'm being very honest with it, it's any mom really inspires me. I feel like I'm constantly learning from everyone around me. And I think the moms who are especially willing to give time and advice to other moms while juggling everything that's on their plate, that's my number one. I think another person who really inspires me and pushes me is my daughter, Grace. Um, I never want her to change. You know, she has all the confidence in the world right now. We talked about how they get dressed, but she walks up to strangers and says what's on her mind. She has absolutely no filter, and I think it's such a beautiful thing. And on the contrary, like, I think my mom and my grandmother also really just push me. I remember coming home as a kid and my mom would walk into the kitchen and kick off her heels and, you know, talk through her day as a working mom. She worked at the EPA. And every single day, I just wanted to be like her. I wanted to come home feeling proud of what I did. And I think that that's what I'm starting to feel with Cooper. So
0: that's great. Do you think that becoming a mom, especially a mom to a daughter, has given you more confidence in your personal life to kind of go after what you what you want?
1: I think it definitely has.
0: I think it's a reality
1: check a lot of the time for me too, where I have to check in with myself to make sure that I'm doing the things that I wanted to pick to my daughter, whereas I wasn't doing that before. And it's also really scary. I mean, you know, raising a daughter to have confidence and to stay the way that she is right now really scares me every day. You know, there's so much going on in the world, and I just hope that she can stay true to herself.
0: Definitely. It's kind of a loaded question, but do you think that there are, I guess, specific challenges to raising a daughter? You know, obviously, I have a son, and I think that when I think about potentially parenting a daughter in the future, I just like there's things about it that intimidate me because life is so different for men and women. Do you think that there's kind of, do you approach parenting? Both of them differently in that way.
1: Very much so. I mean, I think with a daughter specifically, there's just so many things that go through my mind. And you and I have both been there. Being a teenage girl is Mm -hmm. really hard. You're trying to figure out your hormones, you're trying to figure out yourself. You don't know who you are. And with that comes a lot of self confidence issues a lot of times. And Mm it intimidates me to think that, you know, that's where I'm going to going with this parenting journey. And will I be able to get her through it and make sure that she is staying strong? And with my son, you know, it's teaching him to be gentle and to be kind and uh, to still feel okay with the emotions that he's feeling. I mean, he's one, but You can already see the difference between raising a girl and a boy. He has all of this energy and he's jumping off of everything. And he walks over to his sister and starts hitting her. And I'm like, oh, God, we have to work through this now. But um, I think, you know, hopefully we can figure it out. They're both
0: so young and I have no idea what I'm doing, but one day at a time. Awareness is so important, though. I think awareness really is the first step if you're aware of it. I think it's it's hard not to be successful just because you know, you're thinking of it with every decision that you make every conversation you have so that's definitely the first step I think yeah what's the best piece of advice you've ever gotten about motherhood
1: oh my gosh there's so many um I guess the one that's most relevant to me right now is everything is a phase um Somebody mentioned that to me right when Grace was hitting her one-year mark and like starting to get those tantrums and whatnot. Right now, Rory is definitely going through a tantrum phase and Grace is going through a I love daddy phase. So keeping in the back of my mind that everything is a phase is really keeping me going right now.
0: (laughs) It's good advice. I needed that last night. Um, (laughs) My son's like, he's obsessed with the dog and the dog is 16. I mean- bless her but he like is so obsessed with throwing food to her when he's sitting and eating and it's gotten to the point where like he can't just leave food on the the high chair like he's either eating it or throwing it And I was just mm-hmm. like about to lose my mind last night um, because I just <laughs> like, uh, yeah anyway hey yeah, everything's my- a phase <laughs> i am right there with you we actually finally
1: we also have a large Bernese mountain dog and we finally with my son as of last week just had to start putting him outside during dinner which i feel Mm -hmm. so guilty about but i caught my son just chucking food at him across the table and i was like that's a full piece of chicken we're not gonna do that so i'm with you it's a phase just remember yeah
0: it's so fun for them though you know i want to get that much joy out of anything as they do about throwing food to the dog it's so true it's the little things um what advice would you give to a mom who's maybe in a similar situation has young kids um, looking to start her own business don't be afraid i think um
1: you know being uh, someone who was willing to just jump in head first and see what happens. I mean, granted, I'm 10 weeks into launch at this point. But once you get over that initial hurdle and you put your mind to it, just just jump in and don't be scared. It's
0: good advice. Simple but good. Simple.
1: I like to keep everything simple. You'll learn that about me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so last question. Shout out Cooper and your accounts. So where can everyone find you, both online and- and to shop.
1: Yes, so shopcooper.com, C-O-U-P-E-R is our website, and social is just at Cooper, C-O-U-P-E-R. And then my personal, where I try and incorporate both Cooper and my personal life and my kids and everything else is just at
0: Caroline Gilroy underscore. Awesome, and she is a very good follow. If you're (laughs) looking for inspiration to get dressed in the morning, it's also a great place to look. Um, So thank you so much for joining me today. This was so great. I think you had some some really great takeaways. It was also just great to connect with you. So I appreciate your time.
1: It was so fun. Thank you for having me.
0: Listeners, you can check out Cooper's beautiful pieces on Instagram at Cooper, C-O-U-P-E-R, or at shopcooper.com caroline's personal instagram account is at caroline gilroy underscore where she shares a ton of her travels and books. i highly encourage you to follow both if you enjoyed today's episode please don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star rating or review wherever you get your podcasts it really is the best way to support motherhood designed and i'm so appreciative of you listening and doing so as mentioned earlier, you can also follow along at Motherhood Designed on Instagram or motherhooddesign.com for more info about guests and spotlights on other mother entrepreneurs. Thank you so much for tuning in today and for your continued support. And until next time, take care.